0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Inking Out Loud podcast. Today, on episode 195, we are covering The Conclusion of the Lost Metal by Brandon Sanderson. I am your host, Drew McCaffrey, and joining me today is the outstanding Jared Livingston. Hello. And my favorite wife, Lauren.
1: Cheers, guys.
2: Wait, who's your least favorite wife?
1: (laughs) She's not
0: important.
2: Uh, before we head into the episode itself,
0: just a quick reminder that we're on Patreon. Support for the show there helps keep the lights on and gives you access to all kinds of fun bonus content, such as exclusive episodes, original fiction, and much more. But now, summary time. Oof. In the second half of The Lost Metal, well, things get crazy. Wax and Wayne split off from Mercy and Moonlight. The men interrogate Telson before trying to find the bomb and stop it while the women are off to get help from Moonlight's mysterious friends, who are none other than the Ghostbloods. Wax talks with Telson for a while before realizing that she's stalling, and he sneaks off while she's distracted. He and Wade head to Entroni's mansion to find what clues they can. Meanwhile, back in Ellendale, Steris works to prepare the city for a possible war. But while all that is going on, Mercy finds an entire universe of knowledge at her fingertips. After some convincing, Moonlight brings her to a safe house where she meets some very interesting people, some of whom seasoned Cosmere readers will recognize. Mercy and Moonlight gear up along with the enigmatic man named Twin Soul to investigate an old tire factory connected with the set. They break in, discovering a strange movie theater setup, before heading down into the caverns below. Wax and Wayne narrowly escape from Introni's burning mansion after Wax gets an important list of appointments, and they flee through the sewers. There, they once again encounter their doppelgangers, and with some ingenuity by Wayne, manage to win free. They chase some trucks through the city before Wax has a brief conversation with autonomy itself, and then they settle down for a relaxing drink before their final assault on Independence Tower. Back in the caverns below Bilming, Maracy, Moonlight, and Twinsoul make a horrifying discovery. The set has figured out how to create hemorrhagic spikes that don't kill the victim. They're detected, however, and an all-out fight commences. Twinsoul, using ethers, stays behind to fight while Moonlight and Merisi flee deeper into the caverns. They're hunted by hemallergic creatures and eventually get cornered in a huge, divided cavern. They barricade themselves inside a room where Moonlight reveals her ultimate power and her real identity. Moonlight is shy from the Emperor's soul, and she uses the raw investiture she brought along to forge herself into a full-blown Elantrian. Marcy continues on after shay changes personality, making another horrifying revelation. All the women who'd been kidnapped by the set have been taken and put in a town deep underground, brainwashed into thinking the world above has suffered a cataclysm. Marcy rallies them, trying to convince them that the set is playing them. Wax and Wayne, at that moment, assault Independence Tower. They battle their way up to the top, where a final showdown with a not-Wax and not-Wayne awaits. They win, but find that the missile launcher at the top of the tower was a ruse. The bomb is on a ship, already headed to Elendel. With the city's elite fleeing, Staris helps organize a civilian evacuation and emergency procedures for those who can't get out ahead of the potential tidal wave after the bomb goes off. Marisi, back under Bilming, hatches a plan to expose trony. She faces him down and narrowly prevents an army of Autonomy's minions from getting through a perpendicularity. And all the while, the bomb approaches Elendel. Wax and Wayne, using hemallergic spikes from their defeated doppelgangers, land on the ship. They take it over, reaching the bomb, but find a tremendously complicated dead man device hooked up. Wayne comes up with a crazy plan, using speed bubbles, but he needs a little help from Harmony to make it work. Harmony reveals that the special vial the Condra gave to Wax holds just the tiniest bit of loracium. Wayne drinks it and becomes a Mistborn. He uses wa- uh, pushes Wax into the ocean and goes below. Using Duraliman and a speed bubble, he gives up his own life to save Elendel. Hoyd picks up wax in a boat and brings him back to dry land. Wayne, in Shadesmar, has one final meeting with Harmony before going into the beyond. And at the end of Era 2, we have the stage set for a new conflict on Skadriel. The bands of mourning were found completely drained of investiture. The Mawwish are furious at Allendale. Maracy tells the Ghostbloods no and goes into politics. Wayne's legacy lives on. Kelsier is worried about harmony and somewhere in the far reaches of shadesmar milan finds a group of refugees yay milan game on
1: (laughs) your your summary helped me remember some things that i've thought of
0: that's that's good yeah
2: um Like, I don't even know where to start with this. (laughs) I was texting drew earlier today and I was like reading along and it felt like I was getting towards the end of the book. And then I looked at the percentage that I had left and it was like 65% through. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: So you, that I had a similar kind of experience with the bands of Mourning The first time I read it, where I, like, I felt like the, the avalanche was happening. And mm-hmm. then I looked and I was like two-thirds of the way through the book. I was like, wow, this is going to be crazy. And it's the same thing here. It's, yeah. I mean.
1: So I felt that when we were reading it the first time. Where yeah. I was like, oh, now? 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 <laughs> oh my gosh, now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like,
0: like we, we think about where we left off. Basically 50% of the way through the book. Like, two chapters later, Marcy is meeting the friggin' ghost bloods. Yeah, like yeah.
1: <laughs> That's fast. And then there's a still, like, a whole lot more.
0: yeah. Big I mean, reveals,
1: big reveal, big it reveal. It is just,
0: the, the pace of this book is crazy. Like, yeah, the first half of the book, you know, we talked last episode, maybe it's a little slow in points. Eh. I don't think it's that slow, but yeah. my
2: goodness, the second half of this book is relentless. I feel like he was just waiting to get all of that out of his system.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can, you can tell Brandon has reached his, his limit of like, all right, I'm 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 getting impatient with keeping all of these things as just like little hidden Easter eggs and hints and, and cameos. He's like, no, no, center stage.
1: <laughs> well, I feel like his way of getting around the Sanderson avalanche is now just to make it longer so that it's like the whole book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it is. He, these last couple of... Miss Era two books. The Avalanche is a third of the book, and, and or even more. even when you go to Rhythm of War, you could you could make an argument for there being first off two different avalanches in that book. Yes, and you mm-hmm. could also make an argument that the second one starts in part two. Like,
1: <laughs> well, so I felt I kind of felt that way about Oathbringer too, where it was like, oh my gosh, like there is is a huge...
0: You might get more pushback on the Oathbringer point. There are a lot of people in the fandom who hate the pacing of that book and think it's really slow.
1: Well, okay, I'll, I'll tell the truth. I, I haven't <laughs> reread it. Okay, okay.
0: So... I mean, I think the pacing's great in Oathbringer, but there are definitely a lot of people out there who found um, one, one part of that book in particular to really drag.
1: Maybe it was because I was so... so excited and I was trying to beat you in reading it. <laughs>
0: Well, I just don't remember happen. it that way. Like
1: yeah. I, so Drew didn't go to work. I went to work, but also I started at midnight because of the ebook, and Drew waited yeah. for the bookstore to open <laughs>
0: the next day at nine. And I still and he, knew like, he,
1: still like he was probably gonna beat me. So I was like sprinting, sprinting, sprinting like all day while working with the audio, and then I would change to ebook, and then I got home and I took the physical book because he was already done.
0: No, no, I wasn't. I finished at like 1 a.m.
1: I thought you finished earlier.
0: No, 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 no. Huh. Yeah,
2: it was. I mean, that's the big It book. was not
0: the same calendar day when I finished reading Oathbringer, but it was in one sitting. <laughs>
2: Meanwhile, this, it's like two hours. <laughs> yeah. I, I shouldn't say it was in one sitting. I, I did can't take do, some breaks, but.
1: I can't do two hours of this. I tried.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, I but, should say like two hours for the second part, not the whole book.
0: Yeah. Nope, oh no, this couldn't. book is is pretty hefty. You know, like, yeah. it is. I think it's about one hundred and seventy five thousand words. Um, maybe like a little shorter than Elantris or *Final Empire*, basically. Definitely longer than the rest of the *Era 2 books. Um.
1: I just I said but vocalized- it really doesn't
0: feel like it. Honestly, I feel like this book was. In, in the reading experience while I was immersed in the story, it felt about as long as Bands of Morning.
1: Maybe if I hadn't been rushing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you were scrambling.
1: Yeah.
2: <clears throat> I had no problem yeah. with the pacing. I can say that. Okay, good. No. It, yeah. Um, there there are
0: some... Yeah, so we'll, we'll kind of tie back. Unfortunately, uh, Josh Harkey was not uh, available today. He had some... Uh, last-minute family things that came up (laughs) but uh but one of the points he made was uh you know he was not thrilled with the doppelgangers sure uh and jared i want to get your opinion now do you like how do you feel about how that ended
2: uh i think i was more satisfied that when they switched it up and were like fighting each other's doppelgangers yeah
0: and so like the reason I couldn't fully agree with Josh last week about it, but I couldn't talk about it obviously is that they did have a purpose in the story. And that was to deliver hem allergic spikes to wax and Wayne. Um, it, it wasn't just a, I need somebody for them to fight. Like they, they served mm-hmm. a couple of roles and, and Wayne in particular, his doppelganger, um, Kind of set off some internal things for him, especially in that sewer fight. Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, and and she did the same kind of for Wax, but Wax didn't need it the way that Wayne did.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for Wayne, it kind of like uh, grounds it in more of a, it's like a psychological fight too. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, he's yeah he's been waging that all book,
2: and that's like I've gotten to the
0: point now where a lot of times when i'm reading just straight action scenes in in novels i, I just kind of tune out a bit like i unless they're really really well written like a matthew stover fight scene or something it 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 just kind of washes over me i'm not interested in that but if you can add a layer if you can add that psychological layer to it that makes it a lot more engaging to me um even when it's a character like wayne who i don't necessarily love but but I like that Brandon added that dimension to some of the fight scenes in this book. Uh, It's also one of the reasons that I loved uh, a couple of the scenes in Alloy of Law when Wax was fighting Miles, because there was that extra level to their engagements.
2: Yeah. Anything, any of the action scenes in Mistborn are going to be very visually gratifying. Yeah. I think sometimes uh, Sanderson can drag out fight scenes a little bit. How did you
1: feel about this this last one with the doppelgangers? Did you think it was dragged out?
2: No, I was fine with this one. Yeah. I'm with Jared.
1: I, I see this being so fun on film. Oh like, yeah. This just yeah. just like Era One would be.
0: Era two is just made for the screen though. Like Yeah. Ugh.
1: And and actually I was talking to a fan um, at JordanCon who has aphantasia have you heard
0: oh, of that jared yeah. where no. they can't um they don't have a mental image Huh? Yeah.
1: yeah they read the books and they don't
0: so like yeah see if it. there's a description of wax pulling vindication from his holster they cannot envision what that looks like in their head what
1: yeah and he still loves all of these books and so i was trying to understand the, the appeals may be slightly different for us than it is for him. And I,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's hard to understand. Cause I, I always see it.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, some of the scenes throughout the series as a whole, some of the action scenes can be a little bit predictable. Like usually he opens the book with an action scene. That's a little predictable. Yeah. Sure. For example. Uh,
0: that's true. Um, not that I'm complaining about the early book action scenes here. No. I really enjoyed, you know, Marcy and Wayne going into the caverns and
2: Marcy facing down the cycle. I think hmm. it's my favorite in era two. Really? Ooh, nice. Uh, let's see. Uh, like, I, I should say, like, opening... From too. Oh, oh, okay. Opening scene, like in yeah, yeah. Shadows of Self, there's like chasing <laughs> down the marksman.
1: Wait, you like them walking through the sewer? Like scene <laughs> one. That was
0: so good. <laughs> yeah, There, I mean, hmm, I'm trying to think. So, like in in Alloy of Law, um, the early book action scene. Probably is going to be what the, I, I guess if you count the prologue, but that's not quite the same thing as this. I mean, Shaz of Self, you have Hunting Down the Marksman, Bands of Morning you have The Train Robbery. Here you have Wayne and Maracy in the Caverns. Of those three, for sure, I like this one the most.
1: Well, they've, obviously had more practice with their powers and they know who they are a little bit better. And Holy cow, like Wayne, what Wayne has been able to accomplish with these speed bubbles.
0: Yeah. He's that we like, didn't know he could do. If he's not a savant. He's borderline savant.
1: Right. Right. So, so that makes it really fun. And then Marasi is doing this. Like she's, I don't know. She's figured out how she can be useful here with, with her alimantic abilities. And she's starting to value it a lot more. Whereas in the beginning, she was like, I'm not even going to use it because it's worthless.
2: Yeah, I think they make a good team. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Totally. It, although it's
0: funny that my favorite main character is paired up with my least favorite main character from this era. But well, OK, so on that topic, uh, the humor humor in this book. I I was so annoyed that Brandon put in, like, a friggin', like, three-page-long fart joke. (laughs) Like, I... I forgot about that. I I was...
1: It's not for you. It's for other people.
0: That's the dumbest kind of humor. The dumbest kind of humor. So immature, so juvenile. I'm sorry. I mean. Okay,
1: so, so I will that's... say, like, it was less amusing to me until I saw, until when I was nannying and I saw for the first time, like, a baby realize that, that, like, farting was funny. Oh, God. <laughs> like, it, you know, like a six month old who can't even talk yet and yet they're amused. Like that.
2: I. It's my whole problem with Wayne's humor. It's just like, yeah, yeah, eh. like I'll chuckle. That's some of it, but it's, it's after not a my second style. read,
1: it's like, it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, and we're skipping that.
0: Yeah. So, on the bright side, well, no, I, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. That's that's too far, but.
1: What? Oh no, you know <laughs> well, now you, you have cannot to. say that No, Drew uh,
0: Do we have any other style things that we want to talk about? I mean, I feel uh, like style's
2: kind of thin on the ground for this half of the book And we're mostly going to be talking characters in Cosmere <laughs> It's not like he broke Sorry. out a new style in this one uh,
1: Yeah, I. I mean, we did some talking about it last book I mean, last half
0: Yeah oh my gosh i'm i'm just thinking back to some of these Cosmere things okay okay but no we got we got to go into characters first uh let's let's start with wax let's start with the main character of era two um how do you guys feel about wax's ending here
2: um i'm okay with it yeah it was satisfying
0: Were you hoping for, like, more? I mean, like, I know there were a lot of theories online about, like, Wax maybe ascending
2: or Mm -hmm. Wax world hopping or something like that. I never really thought that because for the longest time he had such conflict with Harmony because he felt like he was being, you know, led around by him. So I never really thought he would go that direction.
1: And that's not what he wants. At the end of the day, no. it's not what he wants.
2: Yeah, I'm glad he gets to be a family man. Yeah, I feel like it's it's a peaceful ending. Yes, uh,
0: with definitely with some rumblings for the future, but yes. but it's peaceful for the characters. Mm-hmm. That's that's the biggest thing. Okay, um,
1: so. That's one thing I'm thinking about. Sorry, with Wax, real quick. So obviously this is our last book for this era. Mm-hmm. But if Wax has swallowed loracium and he has another kid who may have a line that is a lot more powerful than his first he, two... He
0: has more children. Right. So the the question really is like, okay let me back up we know allomancy is genetic yep but that it fades in strength over time yep and wax inhaled a minuscule amount of it so he's probably like as weak as it's possible to be so i don't know if he would have
1: he's already got the bloodline now he's got an add-on, and how big were those original beads of loracium? Slash, how much dust did he breathe in?
2: I didn't know that it would still be genetic if you swallowed loracium. <clears throat> yes,
1: because <clears throat> like the original all were loracium.
2: Yeah, like the Lord Ruler gave the beads to his
0: his people to turn them into like starting the noble houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, so Jared, at what point did you realize he had more than just uh,
2: steel pushing? Uh, pretty. I, I wouldn't say I realized it until they came out and said that he swallowed some loracium. Okay. I mean, they kind of allude to it a little bit when he's seen like these extra lines, these
0: mm-hmm. extra
2: blue lines in certain places. So you know something's up, but I didn't go... I didn't, in my head, go to loracium.
0: And so there's one point... Uh, the first time he's fighting his doppelganger, he's in midair and he pulls.
1: That's not the first time. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah, Shoot, it is. I thought there was another.
0: Yeah, he pulls on metal. So he's ah. falling in the air.
1: He's got all his metal vials out.
0: Yeah, And, and he then he all of a sudden he
1: gets one. <laughs> it yeah,
0: like snaps back into his hand.
1: How did I miss that. He's like a hair's breadth.
0: Yeah.
2: Got to wow. pay attention you're, in those action scenes. Of little
0: hits like that, but that mm-hmm. was the one that I was like, I remember reading that and being like, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: The first time I, I just assumed it was Harmony helping him. When that happened, I was like, oh, the mists are out. He's Harmony's gonna help him out. It wasn't till later that I was like,
0: oh. <laughs>
2: Oh. Wasn't there a point where he's where he was like seeing two of himself or something? Uh hmm, yeah. he does see double of yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's just a lot of weird
0: things going on with him that he's he's probably burning other metals.
2: I'm <laughs> and I'm it. sure Sanderson has slipped in something else that we don't know about.
1: <clears throat> sure. Yeah.
2: Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs>
1: I mean he he doesn't want to share all of his knowledge but he's given us a lot more than we expected
0: <laughs> sorry the cat is playing right next to me um do, do we have any more to talk about with wax like mm. he he's the main character but i still feel like he's kind of <laughs> wow Severian. he's kind of just not that like Dynamic? not that colorful i can't say he's not dynamic because he does change but
1: not as much he's done most of his changing already by the well, time i would he-
2: say he just feels like one of several main characters not the main character yeah yeah
1: yeah i feel like this is a lot more centered around wayne because wayne has growth and mercy and foreshadowing
0: i'm so happy with with mercy's character arc oh my gosh can't.
2: No! No! Boo! Boo! You wanted she, her to join the Ghost Bloods. Yes.
1: No, that's not her way. Boo. That's not who she is.
2: So,
0: like if, if we're going back to what I was talking about last episode with how she, like the you know, this idea that we are shaped by external symbols, this is her rejecting that and saying, "No, I'm going to choose my own symbol. I'm not going to allow myself to be shaped by." Other things and other people anymore, and then just love her choice,
2: and then chooses politics of all things. I think that's
0: kind of always been her path, you know. Like she, yeah,
1: because yeah, she sort of. she has the experience in all the very relevant she areas. Off as a lawyer, yeah, and then she actually went out and fought crime, and she actually did the research and understands like what's going on a little bit realmatically and who the big players are yeah. in world.
2: She's like the ultimate public servant.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But Jared wants more ghost blood stuff. And Sanderson was <laughs> you like, think you're
0: not going to get more. Ghost get blood stuff."
2: Jared. Here's like, this is like novel of ghost blood stuff that you're about to find out. And then he's like, ah, nah, just kidding. Uh, I mean, we did find out a lot of ghost <laughs> blood stuff. Some. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's not
1: satisfied.
0: God, I can't, nope. our, our <laughs> Cosmere conversation is going to be off the hook. Um,
1: Drew, stop <laughs> We like the characters
0: We do, I, I love Mercy like, Before before reading this book I definitely would have said Steris is my favorite character in Era 2 And that Steris is like Maybe a top 5, definitely a top 10 character Now I'm like no, Mercy all the way And Mercy is maybe a top 3 character Wait, still Chris? In the Cosmere. Yeah, Chris is still my favorite character But
1: Okay yeah.
0: uh, You just but, like but the Mercy, nerdy types Yeah Well, Marcy's not really a nerdy type. Yeah, she
1: is. She's got all the crime stats.
0: I guess. She's a very different sort of nerd from, like, Chris or Yasna or Navani or one of those.
1: Okay, to be fair, she started out as more of a nerd, and then she went more to action throughout the series.
2: Yeah. Is Chris, like, total tangent, but is Chris, like, the most Cosmere-aware character that is non-God?
1: Um, she might she I think she knows more than Says does.
2: Yeah, she definitely knows more than says
0: does, which is funny. <laughs> I mean but she he, knows. Yeah, he's more... got forces l- deliberately limiting his influence and knowledge, so
1: Yeah, because they're scared of him. Yeah. But but also like, let's see, she knows more at the time of secret history for sure than Say's does, but I, I still am not sure where he is. Completely with knowledge. We only have a little bit of in the letters.
0: Yeah. And those are before Era 2, but not that much before Era 2. Yeah. And and clearly the the influence of autonomy on him grew over that time. Unfortunately. But yeah. uh, Stairs? Stairs. Okay.
1: Ah, yes.
0: So warming. Yeah, like I, I still feel like I wanted more from her plotline. I was a little underwhelmed.
1: I mean, politics is underwhelming. Uh, like
0: it doesn't have to be though. I don't mean, know. She's like dragon. That's all politics. That's super engaging.
1: Yeah, but there's no killing here. We're we're civilized, and we don't we <laughs> don't. It's it's not necessarily houses.
0: it's not necessarily the killing in House of the Dragon that I find interesting. Like it's the you know so that's that's just what I'm saying like I I get what Brandon's trying to do with her he's trying to you know like build up a strong female character who doesn't have to be a Vin you know or a Katniss or one of those like the what has become a stereotype of you know strong female character quote unquote just means uh, kicks ass
1: yeah and well-
0: and he's like so he's trying to develop a a well realized deep dynamic female character who is who identifies with traditional female roles and and i like that i like steris as a character i just feel like every time we went back to her it felt like a little bit of a letdown in comparison to what marcy was doing or what wax was doing or what Wayne well was
1: doing. It, it was never going to be fair like she's she is exactly who she needs to be in this crisis, and she is doing exactly what she needs to do, but
0: yeah, I'm not disputing. Me.
1: She she can't compare to these other plot lines. It's
0: but that goes back to what Josh was saying last episode. Like, I wish she had stayed with the group.
1: Okay, but I I like her being fully realized here, where she doesn't she doesn't need them. She is does she than they could be at this.
0: So so you're saying her plotline landed a
2: lot better for you than it did for me? Yeah. Do you yeah. think she would have grown more if she had gone with the group? No. I don't know. To,
0: like, you could have had some really interesting things happen with her dealing with, like, the politics of Bilming or her getting involved with the the town. No. Like, she was kidnapped. She was destined for the town. That would have been an interesting full circle You know,
1: she needed this time on her own. She desperately wanted somebody else to do this for her because it was uncomfortable and she knew that it would be hard. Yeah. She can't be fully realized with the group. She needed this.
0: I mean, she could still have had her moment to like. Put herself in the spotlight if she had gone to Bilming.
1: She needed this on her own, though.
2: I don't know that she would have been like. (laughs) I guess I don't know that she would have been overshadowed if she went with the group.
1: Yeah, I guess if you left her alone in Bilming to deal with things, then she could do it.
2: Yeah. All I know is this
0: is this is you know rewriting a book, but I. Yeah, I, I'm glad that it landed more for you than it did for me because that was one of one of the things that is preventing this book from being my favorite in the series.
1: I mean, like Wait, I told which you is... last time, I aspire to be more like her.
2: Mm-hmm. Her scenes made me happy. Yeah. Yeah, like she is still a joy to read about. Yes,
0: like Staris is wonderful.
1: Okay, I'm going to point out something else. as is my favorite. I'm sorry it's a little Cosmere.
0: Okay.
1: Okay, so she and Vendel have a conversation here where Vendell's trying to buy off people's skeletons <laughs> yeah. and Wax says no. And Steris is like, whatever. Why would I need it after I'm dead? So, so, <laughs> I'm preparing to see Steris,
0: a condra, somewhere, Steris else.
1: somewhere
2: else. Oh, God. That would be that would be entertaining.
1: I fully expect this to happen.
2: Chondra staires world hopping.
1: Yeah. I mean, she doesn't even need to world hop. I, I would guess that she would because she'll be harder to spot that way. But she could be in this next era.
0: Well, a chondra wearing her bones. A Condra
1: wearing her bones. But I expect <laughs> to be like, oh, this is a Chondra! It's got Condesteris. Like <laughs>
0: It's it's Vendell. (laughs)
1: It's it's (laughs) Vendell!
0: That would be entertaining. Um, Yeah, and then last, and definitely not least for this book, is Wayne. Jared,
2: you (sighs) were right. I called it. I called it.
1: Unfortunately
2: your miles may vary
1: <laughs> no i didn't want it to happen i desperately oh, I did. didn't I want wanted it him happen. to
0: die i'm so glad he didn't become a world hopper i'm so glad he didn't <laughs> become immortal i'm like uh no, I, I bet you thought so when he was when he went to the beyond and i was like all right we could just <sighs> i done. bet you thought We're when he was
2: talking to uh harmony that he would yeah i'm beyond relieved <laughs> But he went out well. I mean, like. I really, I I will say. For a minute. I really enjoyed his ending. For sure. It was just kind of like, yeah, I knew this was coming.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I feel like he did all his growth in this book.
0: Yeah. Most of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, like, I feel like it was maybe a little bit of a letdown to see everybody else grow a little bit throughout the series. And Wayne. Doesn't, yeah, till now.
0: He, he grew, like, a tiny bit in Bands of Mourning, but... But nothing compared to the yeah, others. Yeah. Like, This was really where note. he began changing as a person. Yeah. I was a big fan of how uh, things ended with alreandre where he finally, like, you know, accepted that he, he would... Doesn't have to see her. He can just let her be, and then, you know, gives her money. Uh, in an inheritance
2: after he a dies. serious amount of money, yeah, massive amount of money, a no joke amount. But um, he also
1: gave us, um, he also gave us mistborn or like misting baseball or kickball. I'm not n- exactly sure. Ball.
0: It's probably like football. Well, he said he wanted something.
1: it to be long run or something. Yeah, I, and there's a catcher.
0: He started a, pro- a professional sports league,
1: which is great. Um, I fully he, expect to so, see that.
0: So like I, I, I can't remember. I don't think we mentioned this last episode, but like he's Batman. It's like he he just founded Wayne Enterprises.
2: <laughs> oh
1: man. Okay. I mean Yeah, he did.
2: Like he, he even takes Batman. the bomb over like, the ocean. He doesn't like uh <laughs> using
0: guns.
1: He's the he's hero a, we deserve.
0: He's got a secret fortune. <laughs> oh god, that he's using to, you know, like finance all this crazy new technology. Oh
1: my god. His
0: name's friggin' Wayne. Like Brandon had to have been aware of what he's doing with this. Like,
1: should we ask him?
0: I'm, I, I I'm sure he's gonna get asked. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Drew. I've already
0: no, I've already seen people talking about it online.
1: Oh, yeah. dang it. Yeah. I thought it, I thought you.
0: I mean, we were talking about it in the beta chat, like I wasn't. Oh, well, yeah, that was people were pointing that out immediately.
1: Oh, like, yeah. I'm I'm bad at online.
0: Well, you're also not a big comic book person, so you're not going to immediately think of Batman.
1: No, I'm a yeah. I'm a manga person. Thank you, Drew.
0: Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, like I'm I'm glad he died but I'm also glad for how he changed and I am glad things ended that like his legacy is what it is. That was satisfying.
1: Sad. Overall, his story is sad.
2: Yeah. It is definitely not a comedy. Mm. Yeah. I was kind of expecting a little more heartbreak from wax over the whole thing, but I guess we didn't get a lot of time to really, dive
1: into it yeah but i feel like we've been leading up to this for so long that maybe even wax realized
0: yeah and so much of wax has moved away from that like bro you know fraternal friendship
1: to him
0: becoming a married man a husband a father
1: see this is the part we need josh for
0: yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, you know, like I, I think his relationship with Staris has always meant more to me as a reader than his relationship with Wayne.
1: Yes, absolutely, so. absolutely. Because this is like a love comes softly sort of deal where he he chose to allow her in, yeah, and he didn't have to.
0: Yeah, that was such a great, just a great. Um, Beautiful. Change for him in Bands of Mourning. and then and then we get to see them as like a happily
2: married couple. And it could have obviously, it could have so said, easily gone the other way. Total trope. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it did. Lord Harms and Staris's mother. I assume that Staris's mother. He makes comments that she yeah. is like Staris, yeah. and that he mm-hmm. was very unhappy in that relationship. Therefore, he sought out Maracy's mother.
2: Yeah.
0: So. Uh, other characters, though, we definitely have to talk about some of the side characters here. You
1: just want to talk about Moonlight.
0: Uh, we'll get to Moonlight. Um, we got to talk about Kelsier. Oh. I like Kelsier. We got talk about Kelsier. So Kelsier is not a Mistborn anymore. I think that's going to come as a pretty massive surprise to a lot of people. It definitely was surprising to me. It raises a massive question how did he make the Bands of Mourning if he doesn't have Ferrukemi and Alamancy, uh, there, There's some... There's a lot more to explore in Era 3 with the Bands of Mourning, I'll say that, and the Southern Scadrines,
2: the mall wish. Um Yeah, I really thought there'd be more of them in this one, actually. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Uh, so that's...
0: I was going to get into that in miscellaneous, but that's like the, the major reason that I can't say this is my favorite book in the series. Like I, I totally get that the Mawish are like that arc is Brandon setting up air three, but it is so dissatisfying because just you don't get a conclusion to it at all. Like you don't even get a mini conclusion to what's happening with them in Allendale during this book. It just, they're like, Oh, we're angry now. Bands of mourning are empty. We're going (laughs) to go off and be be angry over here. And, like, that's it. They're... So, like, obviously, the Era 3 trilogy is going to deal with Maulwish discontent conflict between them and, and the Allendale Basin. But...
1: Okay, so I just want to say with that. So, he said, what, 80s, 90s tech? Yeah. Okay. So I assume that the Maulwish and a lot of these nations down there are already first world, just like Ellendel in the Basin mm-hmm. and the Roughs are. Yo, oh, yeah. Therefore, if we're going to progress to 80s, 90s tech, that doesn't really happen if we're constantly warring.
0: Well, I yeah, I, I don't think we're going to see... An actual world war in between eras. I think that's something that we're setting up here, and we might get to in era three. I
1: think we're probably going to have Cold War type deal. Yeah, where we've we've got threatening these Mm -hmm. bombs.
2: Yeah, that is exactly what I think is going to happen. Yeah. Um. Well, and Kelsier basically wants Sazed to like speed up development on the planet, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and we already have hints from Offworlders here that they're progressing pretty fast mm-hmm. by themselves because they have all the tools because they to put them there for them.
0: Yeah. Oh
1: my gosh. What?
0: <laughs> the Ghost Bloods. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Anyway, uh Kelsier though, we get a pretty like I liked the scene with Kelsier and Cazad talking mm-hmm. at the end here. We get the like a direct like Kelsier's real worried about harmony slash discord happening. Like that's yeah, definitely another setup for Era 3, potential conflicts.
1: And they don't seem to have the bond that they used to.
0: Well, that's not too surprising, considering is <laughs> being taken over by Forces that but he can't really control.
1: It seems like they really haven't bothered at all.
0: Yeah, I mean Saisid's definitely upset with Kelsier. Kelsier's doing things he doesn't approve of.
1: Of course. I mean Kelsier is um yeah. is
2: He's always gonna go um, his own way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. yeah. I mean this is this is us like seeing exactly what he's gonna do with the Ghostbloods, which are It's not gonna be great
2: and then what do you mean
1: he's more concerned with his own motives than pure motives like he always has been it wasn't about saving the world it was more about conquering
0: i really appreciated mercy calling him out where he's like if you join you get all our information we don't keep secrets and she's like even you and he just like doesn't respond and, and kind of like has to smile.
1: Liar.
2: I mean, he didn't lie. <laughs> but I she mean, she absolutely called him out on it. Let's be honest; he's always a little been a little selfish. <clears throat> That's yeah, what makes him is. different. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I assume with Mare he maybe was a little better, but we haven't yeah. had Mare for hundreds of years, so
0: <laughs> yeah, Kelsey's been around for a hot minute. <laughs> Yep,
1: and he clearly kind of has moved on from her memory.
0: Mm-hmm. He has found something else to drive him. Uh, and then, meanwhile, we have his brother,
2: who thankfully <laughs> is going to live Woo! because they figured out a way to get out of him. I was sure that that was the end for Marsh.
1: No, thank goodness. I love him. He deserves better. His
2: he- his scene when
0: he rolls into the <laughs> the constabulary station and he's just like. <laughs> threatening a, and looming and, and, then and, then and then crushes the gun yeah and then he closes the door and he's just like oh. <laughs> it was just all him putting on a show like i loved that
1: i mean who does he have as a companion at this point stace and that's it
0: yeah maybe some chandra like i don't maybe ten
2: but dude has yeah. gotta
1: be lonely
2: yeah over We're all these lonely. years he'd go a little crazy
1: yeah <laughs> Especially if you've got somebody in your head 24 7 if they want to be.
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're never alone. <laughs> oh. So
0: great. Uh, but let's see. Do we have any other side characters before uh, we get into Cosmere?
1: Well, okay. So are you saying that Moonlight and Twin Soul and.
0: Yeah, that's Cosmere.
1: Uh, fine. Um...
0: And code names.
1: Yeah, do we want to talk about any of the Condra, Milan?
2: Oh well, ah, but that's also Cosmere. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, Let's see,
2: Hoid's Cosmere. Um, Vendel.
0: I mean, there's not much to
2: say about Hoyd, Yeah, like he um, he shows up
0: on the boat at the end.
1: Tensoon?
0: But... Yeah, Tensoon got to do some stuff. Yeah, he helped Staris. Some non doggy nice. stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I liked in the uh in the broadsheet. Uh, there was an ad. I think it was in the Banza Morning broadsheet where there was like an there was an editorial where somebody was like really angry about SUNY pups because they're not historically <laughs> accurate. And then in this broadsheet, there's an ad for this dude's historically accurate SUNY pups. He's like, throw away your your like travesty in you know blasphemous uh, like whatever. Uh, throw away your your old SUNY pup
2: and buy a historically accurate one. Like it's so funny. <laughs> so, is it a bad thing to admit that I go through and read the broadsheets at the end?
1: No, that's no, fine.
2: No, I totally skip over them when it's like mid-read. The the broadsheet, uh, I mean,
0: just by the reality of my reading process on this, that was the very last thing I read for this. We yeah. didn't have the broadsheets in you know yeah. the, in the beta, so like, yeah. Yeah, That's like one of the, you know, all the artwork that comes way later, you know, that's design and layout things. And, you know, that's not when that's not even on the radar when Brandon's writing the beta draft.
1: I hope we still get so, the with the release, get like the news. I think we're version. supposed to. Yeah. So they did that for the last one, right? Or did they do it? They did two it for ago?
0: they did it for all three. We only have one for the second book because there wasn't a signing event in Colorado for Alloy Flower Pants
2: which was the very The newspaper fun. version? What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. like it's, it's a full, like, sheet. Um, the oh, size they, of like, actually page. print? Yeah. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah.
1: It's very helpful.
0: Yeah.
2: The size of four pages.
1: And it, it feels uh, more complete. It feels nicer mm-hmm. to read.
0: Yeah. You can actually, like, read yes. the <laughs> stories cohesively. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, well, so so that's even that's Cosmere though. The Nikki <laughs> Savage story.
1: Drew. There's
0: so much Cosmere. I'm I'm just so ready okay, to get sh- into this. We can't okay, avoid so we should
1: it. Should we start?
0: All with right.
1: characters in Cosmere.
0: Yeah, we'll start with characters in Cosmere. Well, wait a second. A warning. I mean, if you've read the Lost Metal, you know you know what you're getting into at this point. This book is like it is all out of the open now. <laughs> We just saw in the climax of a Mistborn book, characters from other series, from other worlds using foreign magic. Like it's here. The Cosmere is here. Um, So we are going to talk about that. (laughs) And we got to start with Shy. (laughs) We got to start with Moonlight. She is the main character in the Emperor's Soul. Uh, Brandon had like kind of talked about plans for making her a world hopper at some point. Um, it fits her. Yeah, and and here we are. I think the craziest thing, though, is how she was able to hack Elantrian magic systems on Skadriel. That she, it was, the, the trick to it is using the ge- local geographic symbols. So she's making Aeons using the shape of the Elandel Basin rather than sh- the shape of Erewhon. hmm like that, that was so cool. She's got the raw investiture. She's got the door right there. So she doesn't, she doesn't have that problem with the location based thing. And all she had to do was just adapt her, her own and boom, fully powered, fully armed and operational Laudrian.
1: So I remember you figuring it out who she was before we were told.
0: Yeah. Well, so there were, there were a lot of hints, um, but it was when she started talking about what she's capable of. And I was like, Oh, she's a forger. She's shy. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. It
2: took me longer than I cared to admit. (laughs) But once, once she starts just dropping terms from, uh, cell, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And then like,
0: it it was like I said, you know, he, he starts with the hints being very subtle and he slowly ramps it up to the point where she says her name. She says "Shai,"
2: which is the you know the the Elantrian version of shy. Yeah. So yeah, I did go back and like read some of her earlier stuff to see what hints I missed, and yeah, y- like looking back, you should be able to get it even just from her appearance, really.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, had I read Emperor's Soul more yeah. recently,
2: I've read that, that once,
1: so. Maybe?
0: Yeah, I've I've read Emperor's Soul twice, and
1: I reread it after the we read this. Oh, you did? Time. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, like, I, I think like, a lot of people
0: are gonna do that.
1: <laughs> I was embarrassed because you were you were talking about it. You were like, "Is this shy? Is it shy?" And I was like, "Crap, I don't remember who shy is." <laughs> yeah.
2: What was? Yeah. Did you have another guess before you figured out it was her? No,
0: I was thinking that she was going to be like a totally new world hopper. Mm-hmm. It was either yeah. Shy or a new world hopper from a planet we hadn't seen yet. And then, but once it was like, oh, she's a forger. Yeah, this is Shy. Yeah. Uh, and and then my goodness, like when she goes Elantrian, she's terrifying. <laughs> Like she's she's yep. trouble. We got we got a a <laughs> not loose. happy, um very haughty skill fully powered Elantrian rolling around the Cosmere now. <laughs> and I I hope that secret history too is is like Kelsier trying to find Shy and oh, restore her fun. to her you know what what twin soul is gonna be up
2: to, what Marcy was supposed to help with. Like, I mean he set it up. Uh, it might not yeah. be a huge focus. If we don't but... get that story, I'm going to be so bad.
1: <laughs> I I honestly was really entertained by her impression of the because obviously she doesn't know many of them yeah. personally. Yeah,
0: like that was her her impression is like they're these like super
1: haughty godmothers. Yeah. Like,
0: what <laughs> mm-hmm. wish would
1: you like for me, child? Like. <laughs>
0: uh... What what? I can't say.
1: Oh, we'll talk about it later.
0: We will talk about it later. Um tune in for a future episode of the Inking Out Loud podcast to <laughs> you... hear about what what uh Drew's gonna talk about. I can't promise when this episode's gonna happen, but tune in. Do you
1: think that's her? No, I don't. No?
0: Oh, I hadn't even thought of that actually. Oh god. Oh man, that would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk
1: soon. We'll talk soon. I'm going to
0: have to cut out that entire part of this episode. But I'm going to leave in me saying that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, Anyway, (laughs) Uh, let's talk twin soul, though. Um, Ethers, friggin' ethers, let's go.
1: Here we go. (laughs) Okay, so, Drew, I want you to explain, like, what previous information we have.
0: Yeah, so there was no canon. This is the first time in canon Oh no! Second time, second time in canon. Uh, Rosite ethers appear in Mraze's hideout in Words of Radiance. Right. Okay. There are like flaky pink crystals on the shelf.
1: But we wouldn't know what those are unless we unless read...
0: we had read Ether of Night, uh, which is the unpublished rough draft. Uh, a lot of it is non-canon now. Brandon ended up cannibalizing a lot of the like basically one plotline. He took from that and used in Mistborn Era 1. Uh the, the two shards in Aether of Night are they were called um Formation and Decay, which very clearly became preservation and ruin. Um but one of the ethers, one of the powers in Aether of Night is Amberite Aether, and he changed the name to Rosite. Um it's but it works the same way. It's Wait. the pink crystal. They can use it as armor.
1: Explain how you, how you know. read it.
0: Oh, yeah. If you want to read Ether of Night, you can You have to make an account on 17th Shard, and they have an Ether of Night forum there. You can request to get the word document of it, and they will send it to you. I had no uh, idea it's this book. existed. It is it is very definitely a rough draft. I know why Brandon like took that plot line out of it. It's a broken book. It doesn't work. Um, the end is is super disjointed, but it's a ton of fun to read. I love the characters in it. Uh, the magic is super cool, and obviously the magic has remained canon. Um, he, he's tweaked a few things. I'm not going to go into those details about what he's changed, but uh, there there are some differences other than just the name. But what's most important here is that Twin Soul is freaking awesome. <laughs> like... How how awesome was it when he just goes full like
2: Magic Gundam? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a really good comparison. Yeah, like, I like that. He's he's rolling
0: around in a giant mecha suit made out of ethers. Like ah, I've been waiting. This this is why Brandon Sanderson is one of my favorite authors. The cool factor is Unfriggin' deniable, like mm.
1: this kind of reminds me of Sakryad, which is an anime where they do manifest their own Gundams
2: Mm. or parts as they develop. he come up with all these magic systems. Like,
1: he watches watches anime and manga, and he (laughs) he not
0: really, he he like only recently got into anime. I don't know if he's gotten into Mm. manga, but he only recently got into watching anime He has time to do that. I know
1: he saw the old ones. (laughs)
2: but sorry but yeah, Jared, Jared what he has time to do that mm. not really
1: <laughs> no he treats us like an actual nine to five job only not Wait, nine random to five. question
2: does he like do a ton of reading outside of yeah not a ton he does read still but he doesn't have the time to
0: read like he well, did when he was younger
1: hold on I'm comparing to the average population that reads one book in a year yeah he does a ton of reading <laughs>
0: Well, <laughs> I, I, I'd be curious to find out how many books he reads a year. I'd be surprised if it's more than like 10 or 12.
1: It's, it's got to be hard. He's got yeah. so much. She's juggling. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if it's only like five or six books a year.
1: Yeah. It's not one.
0: But, but yeah. Uh, so twin soul and, and he, he has a companion named S- S- Silajana. I know I'm getting the emphasis wrong. Yes, you are. Um,
1: I assume it's Indian.
0: Silajana, I think, Silajana. was how Kalyani pronounced it. I I don't remember. I, so one of the beta readers, uh, if you read the acknowledgements, Kalyani and her husband well, she, Rahul... No, she's have a, a
1: character in the books.
0: In books. She's not a character in this. Anyway, what Sorry. I was saying is if in the acknowledgements, Kalyani and her husband Rahul have a very special shout out in the lost metal because of their consultation in developing the culture for twin soul and the ethers and providing background on indian mythology and indian culture um they are two of the nicest people i have ever met they, they are, are wonderful they're so great uh, but yeah kalyani provided a, an audio sample of her like reading some of their names a while ago in in a facebook chat and but it's been so long. I don't exactly remember. I think it was silajana. There was a little more of a, uh, emphasis on the second syllable. So, yeah, Brandon has been teasing this in, in interviews and Q and A's and things for a while now saying that there is going to be a character in lost metal. Who's inspired by the Indian, the uh, subcontinent cultures from there. And that is, hmm. And it was a
2: ton of fun when it <laughs> when we finally got it. Uh, yeah, if you're gonna have someone in your crew, this is the guy. Now, here's here's one thing. Uh, Shai is
0: not the only character from Cell in this book. Jared, did you recognize code names? I did not. Her name is Kic. She is one of Kaijin's children in Elantris. and her brother is mentioned in this as well.
1: Yeah.
0: So <sighs> now we know why the Alantris sequels that follow Kayen's children are
2: so important for Brandon to write for Bisport Era three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's coming fun. Yeah.
2: So they both they all become world hoppers. What's going on and here? Ghostbloods. What? <sighs> yeah. Yeah.
1: There's a lot to think about as you connect like
2: to stormlight archive and <laughs> well now yeah, i gotta
0: go to the stormlight archive Ayattle's <laughs> brother yeah D'Lavo, yeah who's real creepy
2: <laughs> well yeah, so wait he
1: was also then born on
2: in silver silverlight presumably yeah
0: hmm. well, yeah didn't they mm-hmm.
2: say he had a silverlight accent
0: mm-hmm mm-hmm uh and One of the coolest things about this, like, again, totally intentional on Brandon's part, just an example of great naming, the similarity, you look at Delaval on the page and it looks like devil. Yeah. And so immediately you have this connotation, this scary, creepy, dangerous connotation to this character. And he embodies that, of course, as we see how he acts. But yeah.
1: Okay, so now I wish I had a Duval. Because that's also devil. So it's a, it's a strong ale that like bites you harder than you realize. And then you fall off your (laughs) bar stool and you're like, oh, the devil got me.
0: It's all right. Your, your beer
2: for this episode is, what is it called? Duvel. Duvel? D-U-V-E-L. It's a beer?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a style. It's strong.
0: Yeah. It's a Belgian style. Yeah. 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 Um, let's see, uh, other, other world hopping characters. Okay. The, the broadsheets, the Nikki Savage story with Nas, the haunted man, oh and a gosh. compass that is apparently a perpendicularity. Like, what? I
1: don't know what's going on. I, I
0: Yeah, like, well, oh, I
2: need that Nikki Savage novel, Isaac.
1: Yeah, now we have <laughs> questions for Isaac, too. <laughs> oh,
2: trying yeah. to keep track oh, of yeah. all the perpendicularities that we know of. Uh, mm.
1: Yeah, and we had another one in this story, too.
2: I mean, how freaking yeah. powerful is item that you can carry around
0: that's a perpendicularity. Like, Hoyd would kill for that, if he could kill.
1: <laughs> you know what? If you're if you're uh, a spirit, he can punch if, you.
0: If you're a cognitive shadow, cognitive, yeah.
1: Sorry, thank you.
0: Man. There's so much Cosmere in this book, I'm never gonna get over it. Well, I'll get over it when he releases another book that has even more, but I the mean, my, forthcoming. Just, the hype. The further you read into this book, and the more the Cosmere comes out, it, like I will, I'll never forget that excitement reading the book for the first time. I was losing my mind. It was so much fun.
1: Should we talk about autonomy then, too?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: So we've got we get a spike in the beginning here, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we get a
0: conversation straight up with autonomy. Wax talking to autonomy not Trell autonomy. Like
1: or was it just No, an avatar it is No, different. no.
0: He's he says when Wax talks to the the person he's like Trell and it's like no not Trell I am autonomy. Like
1: But is she talking through somebody else?
0: Well, she's talking through a spiked person.
1: But how much of that is her?
0: presumably like if you trust what they say it is autonomy let me pull up the the quote like this is it, it was very specifically saying this is not just an avatar this is autonomy okay so this is wax after he takes out the truck and he goes and he finds the the woman injured inside This body soon expires, the creature said. You need not concern yourself. He says, what are you? You know what I am, she whispered. He says, Trell. And then, your sister becomes Trell, the thing whispered. The name and mythology I prepared for her to adopt. But she has not achieved it yet, and I am not Trell. Rare is it that I speak to one directly as I do you. Autonomy, he whispered. Yes, pierced by my metals, soul open to my touch. How
1: open to... Her touch.
0: Clearly, she could completely take over the body. This is what a faceless immortal was at the end of Bands of Mourning that killed uh Edwarn. This is what the cycle was. Well, she's when, saying he's during the, he's the death rattle.
1: He's also open.
0: No. Wax? No. Because well, wax is
1: he's got the earring.
0: He's not pierced with a trellium spike, though. That's mm-hmm. what makes. True. them open to autonomy's influence is autonomy's god metal in their body
1: yeah.
0: but like that that's such a crazy scene that wax is just straight up talking to autonomy seriously brandon spent so long playing <clears throat> with teasing trell teasing what's really going on who's the shard behind this and then in this book it's just Oh, the open.
1: <laughs> well, it's an interesting contradiction with autonomy where she wants people to develop for themselves and then she takes them yep. completely.
0: It's all about how you define autonomy.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: And Bavadin clearly has a very particular definition. <laughs> so,
1: I mean, and and that's interesting though, also connecting back to Sixth of the Dusk, where that piece of investiture is hers. Patchy? Patchy is hers.
0: So that's that's a different thing. Like, that's an interesting wrinkle, because the chunk of investiture on First of the Sun that makes up Patchy was never attached to the Shard autonomy. That piece of investiture was splintered off of Adenalcium, before the shattering happened.
1: But assigned to her. And
0: yeah, at the moment of the shattering, it was assigned to Autonomy. And clearly it wasn't an immediate thing where Autonomy's like, this is mine, I'm grabbing this. It's that by the time we get the letters in Stormlight, they are, the Autonomy is like turning it into an avatar and creating this specific circumstance to challenge Hoyt.
1: And it's interesting because we have these trappers who are the only ones on this island until the book. And they are not faceless immortals. No. And they're not spiked and they're not like invested as far as we know.
0: They're also not controlled by autonomy. So why would they have to be spiked or faceless immortals?
1: She could. She could do it. She's invested in the island. If they eat something, she could invest them she could make it so that they to survive have to consume something that would invest them
0: I don't know if I buy that okay I don't I don't think eating something like eating the parasites that that are invested would develop cracks in your spirit web that would allow a shard to take you over especially from that distance because she's not personally invested on First of the Sun.
1: Oh, I'm not saying full control. I'm saying like ruin style control where there's- No, I think
0: that's way Whispers beyond. and- no I I, I so. no, I I don't
2: think so. No, I'm just thinking about mm-hmm. someone barfing up and sure. I don't think it would work that way. Um.
1: Okay, so what else do we know? We've got the letters in Stormlight.
0: About autonomy?
1: About autonomy.
0: All we know about autonomy is either in this book in the Taldain essay in Arcanum Unbounded, or from the letter in Oathbringer. Canon, not including Words of Brandon.
1: Right. Yeah. And we saw this army.
0: Yeah, the Men of Red and Gold. Uh, that was kind so of. They're
1: just waiting in space? Apparently. That was
0: anticlimactic. I, I want to know what the hell is going no, on there.
1: That's a setup for. for... Yeah, that's
0: definitely going to be Era 3. Uh, They are not going away. They
1: could go somewhere else. They could show up in another series. They
0: could, but I think they're going to be, they're going to hang around and they're going to be back in Era 3. That was spooky. Yeah. I just picture like rows
1: and rows of like death eyes just like staring like through you.
2: (laughs) So we have like a Cold War coming and then they show up. Yeah. Like that's the Cosmere level conflict that we're going to get in Era
0: 3 and then. The local conflict is a world war.
1: Yeah, and what can they do? Where are they from?
0: Yeah, I I really want to know what the heck created those. Like, are like, they
1: from Dane? Is that why she is, cut it off? Yeah,
0: like is is that a is that a dark side thing? Is that like how um could be how like the dark side empire like got powerful it was because of these you know.
1: Are they same? I'm that trying is? to remember
0: what the the name, uh, the official canon name of that. It was Scythe was his name in the rough draft prose. I Scathin, maybe is what they what Brandon settled on for his canon name. Anyway, he's the Emperor on the Dark Side, but he he's got like very mysterious but very powerful invested arts going on over there. So maybe these are, or maybe they're from another random world that was
2: taken over by a, an avatar of autonomy.
1: Yeah. How many does she have going?
2: Do I need to reread the graphic novels instead of just the draft that I read a long time ago?
1: Mm, um, I like the draft.
2: There, there are changes
0: um, in White Sand. I would say wait for the Omnibus version to come out, which like Cosmere implications? is going to be next month.
1: Well, it's been a lot of work with the art, right?
0: Well, the, the art and the contents of the book have been done for like over a year. The art has? Yeah. The, the, the producer Dynamite has totally bungled the rollout of this. It was supposed to be released to the, the Indiegogo backers in June. Oh. And they've, they've come up with excuse after excuse after excuse about like... They straight up lied on one of them where they're like, Oh, you know, we had to go back and get more art fixes from Dragonsteel. Meanwhile, the White Sand omnibus had already been released in Italy and Spain.
1: What?
0: <laughs> yeah, like it's it's the Spanish version has been out for like five months. Oh my god! Yeah, and they're over here trying to tell people that, uh, like, oh, we had to go back for more fixes with Dragonsteel. It's like no, like they they just totally bungled the whole thing. Like, brand is never going to work with Dynamite
1: again. Well, time to brush um, up on my Spanish.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about uh, that. But yeah, there there are some changes. Uh, Autonomy is more present in the White Sand graphic novels. Huh. Um, Hoyd is autonomy. there. Uh, Hoyd was not in the book. Hoyd was like vaguely mentioned, not even by name in the Rough Draft prose, but he's like on the page in, in that one. Um, there are a couple other character changes, but.
1: Uh, Politics a little bit. Uh,
0: the I just want a Hoyd book. Like one of, one of the coming. characters in the white sand prose who does not have any magic does in the graphic novel. Uh, I feel like a Hoyt book's
2: going to be real late in
0: the line. Mistborn Era 4. Uh, Mistborn Era 4 Hoyt is going to be a major character and oh. Dragonsteel, obviously. So, <sighs> Okay, do we have Tangent. any more cosmic <laughs> things we got to talk about? Oh, Milan. We got to talk about Milan. So this is the first time... In canon, we see a Shodell.
2: Uh, uh,
1: wait, didn't we see one in... Okay.
2: <laughs> wait, wait, what?
1: Stormlight.
0: No, where would we have seen one in Stormlight?
1: In the Cognitive Realm.
0: In what book?
1: Um, Oathbringer, I think it was. We have a Shodell at the, like, Watchtower. The, the, not the Watchtower, the...
0: Yeah. No. no.
1: Yeah, we see a Shodell in the cognitive realm.
0: No. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Are you talking about the, like, fortune teller in the White House? That's an Elantrian. That's a guy from Elantris.
1: Mm, yeah, same book, though.
0: No. There there are no Shodell in Northbringer.
1: You called it. Last time.
0: There is a... Uh, in one of the letters to Hoid, there is a reference to the shard Ambition and Uli-Da, who was killed when Ambition was splintered, and Uli-Da was a Shodal. But there, this is the first time a Shodal appears on screen in a Cosmere book.
1: Nope, I'm right. No, you are not. Okay, read it.
0: Well, we can quickly find out. Uh, so in the Milan epilogue, 19 months after detonation, Uh, Her guide, John Venn, the creature, she was a creature with chalk white skin and large, almost reptilian eyes. Her white hair was wide like strands of grass. Shodell were apparently rare out here, but made excellent guides. The envelope was stamped with the words Silverlight Mercantile.
1: Wait, wait, and have a direct line to their gods.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Excellent guide, something about having a direct line to their gods. Uh, so this is a Dragonsteel thing. The Shodell are the third species on Yolen, along with humans and dragons. Uh, if you live close enough to the BYU library or you visit the BYU library, you can read the uh, rough draft version of Dragonsteel Prime. Although I think that's going to be getting released sooner rather than later. Um, they were talking about doing that with the words of radiance leatherbound. Well, wasn't There's there not like a, a huge list waiting that? list. Oh yeah. They're, yeah. It's not easy to, to like, you can't check the book out. You can't just roll it's up okay. to the library. Uh, I mean, you can, that's like what you have to do. You have to read it in the library, but, uh, but you have to get prior approval to do it. So yeah. Um, I know one of our friends who's going out for dragon con uh, in a couple of days here, got approval to go in and get time with dragonsteel uh but yeah the Shodel are all over that book um yeah so this is this is a big deal finally getting showdell in in uh the cosmere the other thing um there is definitely a hint at the very end there was land ahead and lights that seemed too alive for the cold fire of the strange place. People crowded around, hundreds of them with strange outfits, many with odd red hair. Hmm. hmm, hmm. I missed that. Um, these are probably horn eaters. Mm-hmm. Refugees from Roshar. Mm-hmm. Why? That is Why? a great question. Yeah. This takes well, place
2: after Stormlight 5.
1: Yikes! I'm scared.
2: Yeah, yeah. Wait, how I do we know this is after five? What's up? How do we know this is after five?
0: Um, there are some <laughs> hints in the scene with code names. Um, but mostly words of Brandon.
1: Where he's laid out timeline for us.
0: Yeah. There was a time that he was considering moving Era 2 before the, like, main events of Stormlight. Oh, yeah, I
1: remember. But
0: uh, ultimately decided, like, yeah, this is somewhere between Stormlight 5 and Stormlight 7 is when when this is happening.
2: Okay.
0: So. Good God. There, there is just so much insanity, Cosmere insanity in this book. Are we
1: forgetting stuff? I feel like we are.
0: Uh, I mean, like, hemology. The hemorrhagy re- reveal is a pretty big deal that you can make spikes. They're not as strong, We're, obviously. Yeah. But
1: Okay, so I was thinking about this. Um, so we have had shards that are uh, obviously splintered already in the Cosmere. Um, we maybe have a sneak peek at how that is done here with these this mini experiment in the lab where they go at each other and there are serious effects with the metals where Sazed is split. I mean, where, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Harmonium is split in this conflict with a tiny piece of metal.
0: But Harmony is already a dual shard. And we've seen shards like opposite, polar opposite shards interact when Vin attacked Atty and that didn't splinter the shards that just killed the vessels
1: right but uh, there's a way here like we're we're just seeing l- we got a little bit of information m- hints at what what happens how there, it happens there definitely
2: needs to be intent to it right. could you just like right. triple spike to try and compound the effect to make it more effective to make what more effective like, because the way they're doing this, it's just a very small amount. So could you just like triple spike it? Oh, like the actual just using more
0: of the god metals in the experiment? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's how they were gonna make the nuke. <laughs> that was what the uh the bomb was, basically. Yeah. It's it's uh it's Sharduk fission instead of nuclear fission. Oh god. <laughs> oh my brain. <laughs> or or yeah investiture fission instead of i guess i guess at a certain point there's no difference between but it's a, a, definitely a matter of scale like you would have to I, I don't know functionally like logistically how you would splinter a shard like physically how you would make that happen you would need so much of a god metal to like, present no, for that.
1: No, I'm not saying, like, do it with a weapon like that. I'm saying, like, physically with the powers. Like, what exactly they would do. We have hints.
0: Metaphysically.
1: I, okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> metaphysically. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I. It, it's tough to say because we do see two polar opposite shards clash violently with the intent of destruction when Vin attacks Ruin and it doesn't splinter the shards.
1: Okay, and we also have the word Discord on the page. Yep. And serious concern about it. (laughs) Um, Has
2: that not actually been on page before?
1: No. It has. Wait, really?
2: Um, There is a prophecy
0: about the Hero of Ages in Mistborn Era 1 (laughs) where they say, and his name shall be Discord.
1: Oh, dang it!
0: And that's why this theory has been around so long. Oh, people, people asked Brandon like years and years ago, like um, that. Basically, the answer was like if if somebody other than Sezad had picked up the shards, or if Sezad had had a different interpretation, it could have become discord instead of harmony.
1: Like Kelsier, if Kelsier had the shards, <laughs> <laughs> immediate discord.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think Kelsier would have been able to handle. I mean we know
2: he couldn't handle Preservation. Preservation. He didn't have enough connection. Right. So
1: Um
2: Do you think see, yeah. else? Do you think Harmony is gonna be a goner eventually? Yeah. I think I think gonna lose control.
1: Okay, so here's another question. Do you think that he could split that he could half his soul? No. Do you think there would be another way for him to
0: I think he could split off one of the shards and leave it un unvesseled. But I don't think he could split himself in half.
1: I mean, we know they can splinter.
0: Yeah, but they don't they don't give like their own that's splitting off a chunk of or the not their mind or their own soul.
1: What if he split his mind and his soul?
0: I don't think that's possible, Lauren.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I'm just bringing it up because it's that would, fun.
2: That would kill you. That would kill him.
1: Like, <laughs> or they're just both Maybe. shadows? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, have to, I had to play with it, okay?
2: He's a goner. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, joy. I I wouldn't be
0: surprised if Seiza doesn't last through Era 3.
1: Well... We've got multiple shards aiming at him because they're threatened by him. Yeah. He's got a lot more than any other shard, I would guess, aimed directly at him.
0: Probably. He's also presumably the first person to ascend and fully control a shard other than the original 16. Yeah. So. As far as we know. So that already puts him at a disadvantage. Yeah. Um
1: Okay. Another thing. Sorry, I forgot this during Wayne. <laughs> okay. So I was thinking about it.
2: Well, Wayne. He, this
1: is... he... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Jerry.
2: I said, Wayne, this is random.
1: <clears throat> yeah, but I was thinking about it. So he he now has all the bendeloy that he could want because he's rich. Right? So that's not an issue anymore. However, his health... Storing his health is a big issue, and it's always an issue because he can't store up enough when he's getting shot all the time. So we have Mm -hmm. a point where he's really low on health and he's not going to live through another bullet, probably. I was thinking, what if he just burned Bendeloy and stored up health while he's in the speed bubble and made large periods of time pass because he's got a huge store of Bendeloy.
0: Yeah. That's a question for Brandon. I thought somebody had already asked that question, but I did some hunting on Arcanum earlier and I, I did not find anything about it.
2: I could see it for sure.
0: My, my gut instinct tells me that it wouldn't work that way. I feel like Brandon generally works in things that prevent totally overpowered broken infinite you know infinite power hacks like that
1: I mean we've got but living forever infinite power hack
0: We do compounding is a thing
1: Um we've also got an interesting point with Wayne at the end where he s- kind of stops time
0: thralemon <laughs> bubble yeah.
1: yeah Yeah where like even Seist is seems paused
0: Hmm. I mean, Duralumin, along with other metals, definitely has some pretty cool possible applications. Like we saw Duralumin and Adium at the end of yeah. Era One. And that just straight up allowed Ellen to see into the spiritual realm. Like <laughs> it gave him Shardic Future Sight.
1: And this is like Wayne bending time. Mm hmm. Oh, no, could could get really interesting here.
2: It could. Also, didn't he like make a hole in the speed bubble? Yeah,
0: he's like got incredible ability to shape speed bubbles. I don't now. think yeah, we've yeah. seen that before, right? We have not.
1: Well, <laughs> he did a lot of development where he could um, contain the speed bubble just around his body. Mm-hmm. We learned at the beginning of this. So yeah. we had like, I don't know, he spent six years developing this. Yeah.
0: And once he had the money to experiment with bendeloy, he...
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Did a lot of work with it.
1: And then we have Harmony kind of confirming for us that he is the only one who has this level of ability with Bendeloy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's got to be savant level at this point.
1: Like, um, I don't know. Some of, some, like, Breeze was a...
0: Spook. I think Spook's the best example.
1: No, Breeze at Soothing.
0: I don't know if Breeze was a, a savant, though. Do you remember... Like he's really good at it, but savantism like comes from like constant burning. He and... was,
1: he was. We find out in one scene where he is.
0: Yeah, he has a hard time turning it he off. He doesn't
1: ever turn it off. I don't,
0: I don't remember. I, I again, I'm gonna have to look up Arcane. I I don't think he was a savant, but he might he might have been. I know Spook was a savant. Um, because like there were like definitely. Um. Uh, tr- 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 bronze savants. Um. Oh, this is Brandon talking about backpedaling on savants. <laughs> okay. Huh. Um.
1: I mean, Breeze. I, don't is-
0: know, I I'd have to do Breeze is his further. favorite
1: character. Well, most like him. Most like him. He said.
2: I know he said that, yeah. but but
0: yeah, uh, I think that's everything, Cosmere. Unless you guys have anything more, we are already an hour and a half in. Oh jeez, uh,
1: <laughs> I still have this nagging feeling that we forgot something big, but I don't know what it is.
0: I mean, nothing for me. There
1: are so many things.
0: There are. We talked about the perpendicularity and the men of red and gold. We've talked about the ghost bloods. K.I.C. Code names: Twin Soul, Shy, Kelsier.
1: Oh, you know what? Hmm. We haven't really talked about how uh, they're able to take even a non-misting and spike them, and yeah, take and the investiture out yeah, of and there get the, soul. the
0: little bit of preservation that got put in there. And
1: yeah. then they added that they can use like twenty to thirty to create a full misting. Misting.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah, there are some so, crazy applications of hemallergy that we're just discovering.
1: So that means how many does it take? How many more does it take to create a full blown Mistborn? Hmm?
0: Well, yeah. a line. Mean, presumably times 16. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, if it takes 20 to 30 to make a Misting, that's one metal. So how, you have how, to give them all 16. But metals. how good
1: is that metal? Is that like a barely able to? Like maybe we think wax is barely. A misting, I mean a misborn, but
0: no, I, I would imagine if their if their standard is twenty to thirty spikes to make a misting, that the misting has to be functional.
1: They also can't make it last long.
0: Yeah. So like it I don't know.
1: So that's gonna be crazy. Yeah,
0: there's there's some and and you can also with hemolergy you can take things other than allomantic powers with it. So
1: Yeah. Okay, so are we gonna have just some like crazy business where you get temporarily spiked with needles, like uh, acupuncture, like some <laughs> <Your, laughs> acupuncture your <therapy>? weekly appointment? <laughs> yeah, yeah, where you just like we heal you.
0: Yeah, yeah, like with gold ferrochemy
1: Yeah, we just
0: make you a, a a blood maker for like ten minutes so you can heal up.
1: Oh, damn. Get over the flu. Man, the possibilities are pretty crazy with that. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye, cancer. Bye-bye, aging for the rich.
2: I mean, yeah. you like, know some of this is oh. coming with the future tech misborn. <clears throat>
1: it's gonna be nuts. Yeah,
2: there, there's
0: there's so many possible applications for this. But but we really should <laughs> wrap up this episode. We're already over an hour and a half. Um we still need to do three favorite scenes. Okay. But be- before we get into favorite scenes, I just like overall impressions on the book. Uh, like, ranking in Arrow 2. How about that? Uh, My favorite of Arrow 2. Your favorite? Okay. Lauren? For sure.
1: Gotta be... There's so much added here. And it's the conclusion of all these storylines. Well, most of these storylines.
0: Okay. This is my second favorite in Arrow 2 after Bands of Mourning. Why? Like I said, I just... The Wish storyline was extremely unfulfilling in this. And some aspects of the Wax storyline stairs yeah i i I wish there had been more stairs but mostly it's the mall thing i think bands of morning is just such a tightly written tightly paced book nails all of its you know plot beats it it has a super fun ending great action scenes it's funny uh but class me andrew no, don't get me wrong. The Cosmere stuff is amazing in the Lost Metal, but I think it has too many flaws as a book. And Bands of Mourning doesn't have those flaws. Okay. Like my favorite moments in Era 2 are in The Lost Metal, but as a book, I can't say it's the best of the four for me. Uh so yeah, I, I would say Bands of Mourning, then Lost Metal, then Ally of Law, and then Shadows of Self is my least favorite. So uh but yeah, three favorite scenes though. Three favorite scenes. I know this is actually probably really hard. Um, super hard. Uh, but, Jared, uh, why don't you start it off?
2: Yeah, so one I picked was when Mercy was first going through that the Ghostblood safehouse and meeting Kelsteer.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Such a good moment. Lauren?
1: Okay, so... I feel like this has changed because of second rereads where like, maybe I would have been more with you, Jared, in the first read, hmm. but always this moment for Steris where she kind of realizes her potential and, and forces herself to do something that's uncomfortable,
2: you mm-hmm. know, where
1: she, she is the person that they need, and she pushes herself into the meeting, and she's like, "No, I have planned for this. Like, I am, I am ready, and I am who you need, and you will not, you will not ignore me." That is such a like big special moment,
2: a huge okay.
0: character moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you love Staris.
1: Love Staris. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, my third favorite scene was Twin Soul going full Roseite Gundam. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's such That's a
0: good. Uh, it's just so cool. It's so damn cool. <laughs> like we're, I believe that is the first time we have seen on the page cross planet magic being used in a life or death combat situation. That I know of, yes. That is a momentous thing. You could maybe argue Nightblood. Yeah. But eh, like that's a I don't know, that's a little different. Um but but like this is this is like another magic system. Something completely foreign. Like Nightblood at least like Feels Sort of like something that could happen On Roshar because it was modeled After Roshar and Shardblades You know
2: like this is just Obviously alien magic And it's so great I'm just waiting for when it's like commonplace In the books Oh yeah Oof uh, So second second scene Jared uh, My second one Was when Harmony and Kelsey Are talking at the end <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah. That was one of my I, mean, I, I would say
2: it was an honorable mention for
0: me. I besides, considered it.
2: Besides the Cosmere implications, it's nostalgic from Era One. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Lauren?
1: It's another character moment. Okay. But I love this in Read One too. Like this really struck me.
0: Okay.
1: So we have Marasi um having some character growth, especially as she's offered this position with the ghost bloods. Um But after she's lost both of them and she's on her own doing what she decided that they would do and rescuing the people in the caverns and they don't believe her and she knows that she probably can't win this battle, but she goes anyway. And she also has to dig deep here and know who she really is to win this fight, Mm -hmm. like confront her own demons of like, I'm worthless. She's like, no, no, I have done this already. I know that I'm not worthless and I know that my efforts make a difference, even if they're not epic, like mistborn moments. I don't need those. Mm-hmm. that's not who i am like my strength is not about uh, you know ferrochemical or or misting abilities it's about like my character oh it's a special moment nice yeah
2: that was definitely on my list that i was trying to whittle down from honorable mention for sure yeah
0: well my second favorite scene was shy going full wantron yeah <laughs>
1: I see a theme here.
2: You do. <coughs> can't can't like argue. Full it. either. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yes.
1: Plus attitude.
2: Plus attitude. Full I kind of forgot, forgot <laughs> about her attitude, to be honest. Yeah.
1: Well it's it's clearly a caricature.
0: Yeah, it's her <laughs> her mental image of what Elantrians are like. She,
1: which is funny she
0: clearly doesn't like Elantrians.
1: but also how much time has she spent with them
2: yeah i mean do you blame her yeah
1: no no i don't
2: i don't know but I she's mean,
1: got some jealousy here
2: spending some time with Rayoden
0: would probably be nice he's a good dude galadon's nice
1: yeah yeah okay
2: but but yeah uh jared Toxine. Yeah, definitely. When Wax and Wayne were working their way up the tower at the end, even that though it's
1: nuts,
2: even though it ends in like the uh, the the fake bomb, it's still pretty awesome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was a really cool scene. Wax
2: going up like up, the, up stairs. the stairs.
0: reminded me a lot of Kelsey versus the Inquisitor. Just that yeah. like yes. fewer expert skill
2: with steel pushing, like yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: just. Another one of those that's, like, made for movie.
1: Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I can see it so clearly.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lauren, what was your favorite?
1: All right, I'm a sucker.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's predictable. Um, so, Wayne's final moments
2: here.
1: Oh, okay. uh, he's...
0: Do you mean his final moments on the boat or with Harmony and Shadesmar? On the
1: boat. Okay. Sorry, on the boat. Um, He's had this battle about self-worth for a long time. And clearly Harmony has been talking to everybody else, you know, but him. And I don't think that helped with the self-worth thing. Um, hmm. But here he is like finally doing it like finally dealing with his demons and also being batman the hero that everybody <laughs>
2: deserves <laughs> um, i'd be yeah. shocked if someone hasn't asked brandon that exact thing it, it will happen this yes. weekend at or,
0: or next week at dragon steel it will happen in the spoiler q a
1: but also, like, his dexterity with Bendeloy here is pretty amazing. Like, we are, we really haven't seen
0: mm-hmm. this yet. Yeah. Cool moment. Yeah. yeah, Good choice. Well, my favorite scene is Jared's least favorite scene, apparently. Uh, my favorite scene is Maracy telling Kelsey or no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> boo. Like, I... <laughs> I love the whole vibe of the scene. Like Kelsey, are super dramatic. Like he's got his face like in shadow and and it, there's so much theater to it. And then it's helped by, you know, the presence of the Laval being like creepy. And, well, Drew, and, he's,
1: he's the symbol that has been created.
0: Yeah, it's, and, and she, she rejects a, a, another symbol defining her and chooses to define herself. No, so.
2: give in. Yep.
1: Do you think Kelsier has let himself be defined here?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Kelsier has
0: always been defined by external symbols.
1: Yeah, Yeah. okay, I, I can he, see that.
0: He would like to think that he's the one shaping things, but he has always been shaped by the symbols assigned to him. Hmm. Yeah. Especially now that he, like is a God. So, so yeah. Uh, I think that at long Ooh. last brings us to the end of our coverage of the book. Uh, this is the end of our coverage of, I think the currently published Cosmere. I'm pretty sure we've covered L, and we haven't covered white sand on inking out loud. We'll we'll probably do that for the Omnibus um, early next year. I didn't want to do it for the, the graphic novels. So but the omnibus is a, is a much better representation of that story. But yeah, uh, but this is the full spoiler full uh, you yeah, know, the full experience. And
2: and now we have a final draft. Jared, what are you drinking? Uh, I went the same as last time. Uh Häsbrunn Oktoberfest. Is that Huss, H-U-S-S? Yep. Okay. They're from Arizona. Tempe. Nice. Okay. Good to know.
0: Going to update the spreadsheet and make sure I have that spelled right. H-U-S-S. Yeah. Uh, And then for myself, I am drinking uh, another athletic brewing company, non-alcoholic brew. This is Lodge Life, uh, once again, their winter warmer already talked about it on previous episodes so not much to say the important one of course is what lauren is drinking
2: oh boy
1: okay so this is another one from my brewery weldworks and it's kind of special to me because it was the first time i got to wax bottles
0: oh really yeah nice (laughs) nice
1: which i love doing so this beer is One of our Medianoche's um, doesn't really have an ABV.
0: Medianoche is the barrel-aged stout
2: line at Weldworks. Yes. Wait, what do you mean it doesn't have an ABV?
1: Uh, Because sometimes they vary.
2: (laughs) So you might be in for a little shock? Ballpark it around 15%.
1: Right. Oh, exactly. God.
0: that's I've seen I've seen noches as low as like 11 and a half but as high as like 17 and a half. So. yeah
1: yeah. so so this guy started as uh two casks of our Imperial stout aged for 14 months in freshly emptied 19 year Elijah Craig bourbon barrels. and then it was blended and aged for another six months in two freshly emptied, vanilla extract barrels um these were virgin barrels toasted and charred um and then just used to age vanilla extract a couple different types of vanilla extract well beans Um, anyways i won't i won't get into all of that (laughs) so after 20 months of aging in barrels it was finished with more vanilla and it's pretty darn delicious. Very dark. Very thick. Pretty strong. Not the strongest that we've yeah. ever had. This
0: isn't like a triple barrel I want you know, non-adjunct, just yeah. straight to the straight to the punch. I
1: mean, so I'll say when we get barrels in, they're not always empty. <laughs> um, like varying degrees of not empty.
0: So you get a, <laughs> not just bourbon barrel age, but Bourbon aged?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> so that's another thing that kind of like varies the ABV here.
2: Mm-hmm. Would you like some um, beer with the bourbon?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mostly beer. It's pretty thick beer. It's going to outdo the bourbon, but they'll, yeah. you know, they'll age together
2: mm-hmm. with the
1: wood. Um. But yeah, so this is Medellinoche Vanilla Moonlight. Cheers oh, to God. Moonlight.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Love it. That's a good one. Can't get enough of it. Uh, but
0: at after an hour and 45 minutes, that brings us to the end of this episode. This has been episode 195 of the Inking Out Loud podcast. Uh, next up, we're going to be really shifting gears here we are going to be reading a short novel called the cat who saved books uh this is as i understand it sort of a like light fantasy maybe magical realism kind of thing
1: Mm -hmm. i would say more magical realism yeah
0: uh so yeah we're gonna step away from the the cosmere after spending a couple of months with it and read something totally new
1: and light and fun well mostly light and fun
0: yeah as always i have been your host drew mccaffrey and with me is my special guest jared livingston and lauren mccaffrey
1: cheers guys
0: thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time